1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. Thank you so much for being a faithful listener and a faithful guest every Sunday morning. We really appreciate your attendance. So today we're going to talk about 50 Steps to a Richer Retirement, because we want to tell you some things that you can do to have a richer retirement. One of the things that I've been saying lately on the radio, and I want to mention it again, is something very simple. You only get one retirement. We want to make sure you get it right. That's what we do in our business at USA Wealth Group. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. You can reach us on the phone at 508-998-8858. You can look us up on the Internet on our website. It's uh, usawealthgroup.com, and we invite you to visit us. We've got a lot of information to share with you. Now, this morning we have a really unique guest, somebody who has probably as much experience in the business as I do. So say good morning, ladies and gentlemen, to Trevor Williams. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. And I told Trevor he has a great radio voice. <laughs> now, Trevor works for USA Wealth Group, and he's the – uh, Digital and media, digital media coordinator uh, for our office. Uh, he has a lot of expertise in the area of digital marketing. Uh, I'm not sure what your proper real title is, but uh, it's digital marketing coordinator. Digital marketing coordinator. Thank you. See DMC. Well, let me give you a little bit of background about Trevor. Uh, Trevor just joined us recently on what the last six months, I guess. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. October. Right, and uh, Trevor is a graduate of University of Massachusetts in Dartmouth. His degree is actually in digital media. He also has two years of computer science education, and uh, he likes dogs, which is good because we yeah. have dogs in the office. Yeah, that was a good uh, selling point. Was coming to the office and being greeted by dogs. Oh, good! I'm glad to know <laughs> that. Sometimes we lock them up; they get a little rambunctious. But if you like dogs and visit our office, you'll have a chance to see them. They actually belong to Peter, um, but uh, they will greet everybody with equal pleasure, don't they? Yeah. Of course, half the office gives them dog bones in the morning, too, <laughs> so that helps. Uh, what's your What's your dog's uh, breed? Uh, she is a yellow lab golden retriever mix. Okay. And what's her name? Kaya. Kaya. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that stand for anything in particular? Um, no. My mom actually wanted to name her Maya, and I wasn't a big fan of the name, so we compromised. Okay. Well, uh, Trevor, you have a background, I know, in uh, podcasting. You produce music. You mm-hmm. play basketball. You do a lot of interesting things. And if you want to reach Trevor, by the way, you can reach him at trevor at usawealthgroup.com. So welcome, Trevor. Thank you. This is your first initiation to come into the radio station, WBSM. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you've actually been looking forward to it, unlike some of the other folks in the office. Yeah. <laughs> fearful that I'm going to ask them to come in someday. <laughs> Everyone was worried about me, and I was—I just said, it's not a big deal. I'm used to speaking on microphone anyway. Yep. No, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, today we're going to be talking about 50 steps to a richer retirement. You know, we might not meet them all. We might not reach our entire goal of hitting all 50 steps, but we're going to cover as many as we can because um, you only get one retirement. That's our specialty at USA Wealth Group. We want to show you how to plan better for retirement, how to have a better retirement if you're already retired. And it's sort of a classic situation that I see 
almost every single person that we see, we can show them how to do something better and how to do something a little bit different and how to make a, a bigger difference in their own retirement. So one of the first things we have to start out with today is the fact that, guess what? We're all living longer. That's a good thing, right? Right. It's also a bad thing because if you don't plan properly, then you're not going to have enough money to last for your longer lifetime. But we are living longer, and that's the good news. Uh, People are much healthier today and much more diet conscious about what they're eating. Mm -hmm. But your life expectancy has a lot to do with your lifestyle. Um, and it also has to do something with genetics. What kind of family history do you have? So if you have a family history that tends to have longevity, chances are you might as well, but not necessarily. Right. So on my father's side, my father died relatively young. He died in his early 70s. His father, my grandfather, on the other hand, uh, lived until the age of 85, And I think that if he had a different eating style, he probably would have lasted even longer and lived even longer. Mm -hmm. But he grew up in the Depression, and at that point, food was really scarce, and people ate every single thing that was on their plate. I remember I used to watch my grandfather, and he would eat all the fat and the gristle and everything else, things that we cut off if we have a piece of meat. We wouldn't think of eating fat today, most people. But they did in those days because that's all they had. You had to be resourceful with what you had. Yep, you had to do it. But long life does begin with genetics, but you can also improve the odds of having a long lifetime if you take care of yourself. Exercise, diet, and sleep. Mm -hmm. So that's simple. The second thing we want to talk about today is um, a budget. So I won't ask you, Trevor. Um, Well, I'm going to ask you one question. Do Do you have an estate plan? Uh, I don't. I'm working on one right now, though. Okay. I think you made an appointment, though, didn't I you? Did, yeah. so, I did, yeah. I already spoke with Mike, but I haven't, like, signed anything yet. Okay. Well, we've always told everybody in the office that it's a condition of employment that you have to have your estate plan. Done. Right. Because if if everybody in the office doesn't believe in it, then how do you tell clients to believe in it? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I know that you did make an appointment. And uh, Mike, you're referring to his attorney, Michael Coleman. Right. And he has a lot of expertise in doing estate plans and trusts and things like that. Well, I'm glad that you're doing that. It's important, and you're going to feel better when it's done. Yeah. And you know what? You're going to live longer. Yeah. Well, I I have to uh, outlive my estate plan, essentially. Yes, you do. (laughs) Well, we all want to live longer, um, but it's an issue because – as we live longer, then we need to make sure our money is going to last as long as we do. So the next thing we want to do besides having an estate plan in place is you want to have a budget. And I talk about budgets on the radio all the time. Um, if you don't have some kind of a budget, so I won't ask you today on the on the radio um, whether you have a budget or not. So you don't have, okay. to, you don't have to answer that I don't question. mind. Okay. I, I do have a budget. Oh, good. You do have a budget. Mm-hmm. Good. There's an old rule. That you don't ask somebody a question if you don't know the answer ahead of time. Right. Unless you're in politics, I suppose. (laughs) But we won't go there today. Well, so you do have a budget. That's Mm -hmm. good. Um, A budget is nothing more than a roadmap. You know what's coming in. You know what's going out. And if you have that, then you can make plans. You can plan to save. So um, I'm going to ask you one question we did not agree to ahead of time or talk about ahead of time. Okay. What is your age? 
I am 24. Congratulations. Gosh. So um, I had a big ambition when I was 24, Trevor. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things I did when I was 24, this is not necessarily advice for you, is I quit my job. (laughs) And I don't want you to quit your job. (laughs) You're doing some very valuable things for us. But um, my wife, uh, attorney Tanny Lance, and I, we we had worked for one year. Uh, We left our jobs. I'm not sure that you know this story. I don't think I've heard this. We already had a house. We had bought our first house. Um, We didn't have children at that point. We had two cars. We had a small sailboat that we bought, and we both decided that we needed to do something different right away. So we both quit our jobs. We sold our house after only one year. We kept the cars, sold the sailboat, put all of our furniture in storage, and we ordered a Volkswagen camper van with a pop-up top. <laughs> and we took delivery of that in Germany. And we sailed across the ocean on what at that point was the SS France. Later it became the SS Norway. Mm-hmm. We arrived in Bremerhaven and we took delivery on our Volkswagen camper van. And for three months we toured all around Europe. Oh, wow. Uh, we went first to Heidelberg and we saw a friend of mine who was living there and Got our feet a little bit, you know, acclimated. Mm-hmm. But then we were really on our own, and we had a general sense of where we were going, but we didn't have a fixed itinerary, and mostly we stayed in campgrounds. Occasionally we couldn't find a campground, and we stayed beside the road. And it was it was kind of a brave thing to do. Cause yeah. We were either 24 or 25 at the time that mm-hmm. we did that. Yeah, that sounds both exciting and scary. It was scary. The scariest part for me was when we were in Vienna – um, there was a cholera scare that had developed, mm-hmm. and it was recommended that we get cholera shots. So at that point, you had to have one shot initially, and then you had to get a second cholera shot seven days later. Mm-hmm. So we got a cholera shot in Vienna, and then we were planning to go to Athens in Greece and get a second cholera shot seven days later. And it was seven days of some of the toughest driving I've ever done to get down to Athens. Really? Because we went through, at that point, which was Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. and now it's Serbia and Croatia and a lot of other places. And it was the scariest drive. We were driving for hours and hours every single day. And um, sometime I'll tell you more stories about it, but it was a really interesting experience. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. You'd be driving along and no lights, no street lights, and all of a sudden you'd see a group of four or five people standing beside the road waiting for a bus, but in total darkness because there wasn't any electricity there, there wasn't any lights. They were just waiting for a bus. So it was an interesting experience, but we saw a lot of interesting things. We went to Switzerland and Greece Mm -hmm. and Austria and Germany and France, and we saw a lot. And then um, I'll tell you just one more story. We we made a classic mistake coming back. Uh First of all, we shipped the van back um, on the same boat going back over. And because I always like to be on time, we got there extra early to make sure that we wouldn't miss getting our car on the boat. Right. So we were the first car on the boat. We were the last car off the boat. Oh, yeah. Literally. <laughs> because of the we way it's set up. In New York, we waited hours and hours for <laughs> our, our, our car to come off. And then we had spent most of our money. And when we got into New York, we weren't sure we had enough cash left 
in our pockets to pay for the tolls to come home. At that point, there were a lot of toll roads. Oh, yeah. So we took a lot of back roads to get home because <laughs> we didn't have any money. And then we said, okay, what are we going to do with the rest of our lives? <laughs> but um, but we did have a budget while we were over there. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of our own cooking and saw a lot of good things. And I'm assuming you probably saved up a lot of money first before you did that. We did. Mm-hmm. But you can't reproduce that experience and it would be kind of hard to do that today and it would be a lot more dangerous today right. when you think about it. Well, let's talk about Social Security. If you don't make good Social Security plans, then you don't necessarily know whether you're going to have enough money for retirement. I want to tell you a classic mistake. I'm actually working with somebody right now who has been in the cash business most of his life as a contractor. Mm -hmm. He got paid in cash. He paid his help in cash. He buys his supplies in cash and therefore has no tax records. But more importantly, he hasn't been paying into the Social Security system either. Right. And so when you do that, a lot of people do that and they think, well, I'm going to have more money in my pocket because I'm not putting money aside for Social Security. What do you suppose happens when they reach 65? You run out. They have no Social Security. Right. You have to pay in for at least 40 quarters, which is um, 10 years, four quarters in a year. And so there's a good thing about cash and there's a bad thing about cash. But you need to remember that if you don't pay into Social Security, it's not going to pay out for you. Mm -hmm. We have lots and lots of information. We've got some great handouts and pamphlets. And give us a call anytime at 508 998 8858. We'll be happy to give you some great Social Security uh, handouts. You know, I, I like doing quotations on the show, Trevor. I know you've listened to the show occasionally. So yeah. I've had some meetings lately with a gentleman who's been part of our community for a long, long time. And his name is Joe Jesus. And he said a couple of things while we were meeting. And I said, Joe, say that again. I want to write that down and use that on the radio. <laughs> So he said, there's always a good part to bad things. Yeah. That's a Joe Jesus quotation. And I like that. I told him, and if you're listening today, Joe, I told you I was going to write down some of your quotations and use them on the show. So that's my first Joe Jesus quotation for today. Can I give you one more? Yeah, of course. I'll save the other one for left. Takers will always be takers and givers will always be givers. Okay. And I thought, boy, isn't that true? Yeah. So I said, I'm going to save the other one for last because I I like that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Saving the best for last. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're meeting this morning with Trevor Williams, and I'm going to let him do some talking as well so that I'm not going to monopolize the whole conversation (laughs) today. Now, Trevor, um, Trevor Williams, you must think about retirement as being really a long time in the future. Yeah, usually when I think about it, uh, it makes my head hurt, and then I stop thinking about it <laughs> because it's so it's far ahead. Old people and everything else. Yeah. So do you think you might retire someday? I know I definitely will someday. It's something that I should be thinking about sooner than later. Mm-hmm. So we'll have some conversations in the office for just the staff. Uh, we do a lot of little lunch and learns and seminars. Right and so forth, but um, we're implementing some steps to make retirement easier for the people in the office as well. And at your age right now, you're at the perfect age to start putting money aside. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Okay. I have a a client, um, 
he and his wife went to work for uh, Verizon uh, right out of high school, probably. And they had, you know, normal entry-level jobs, and they started putting aside money every single week. When they reached the age of 62, they had accumulated over $3 million. Wow. And the trick to it is to start early and do it regularly, do it every single week. Uh, one of the expressions is to pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. So be- I've heard that before, yeah. yeah. And that simply means putting something aside for yourself. So I will be your mentor at least for the next hour okay, or the next half hour. And um, But if you pay yourself first, whether it's putting money aside for savings or something that you want to buy, um, and certainly something should go aside for retirement right you'll you'll never regret that later um it might mean you can retire early it might mean you could make a career choice um let me come back to social security for one minute um i met with a couple this past week uh the husband has a military pension he spent 27 years in the military uh he he actually entered as an enlisted man and he retired as a full colonel Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has a very substantial military pension. Um, then he had a couple of things that he did after that for five years here and five years there. Now he's fully retired, um, still has all of his faculties. He's a very interesting man. Um, his wife, because I think he's, they said they moved like 25 times while he was in the military for 27 years. He moved a lot. Wow. Um, but his wife did not work because it was hard for her to work with children and also moving so much. Um, and they were basically following his career. So he gets a military pension and he gets Social Security and mm-hmm. it's over $2,500 a month. And his wife gets something called a spousal benefit. Now, she never worked and she never paid into Social Security. Right. But she's entitled to claim off his benefit. And she's doing that right now. Um you can also do something called delayed claiming. Um, don't collect at age 62 if you can avoid it. If you can do it at all, wait until your full normal retirement age, which is about 66 for most people. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't need the money at that point and you've got other sources of income, you can delay for an- another four years up until age 70, and you're going to get approximately 30% more, roughly 30% more at age 70. Mm-hmm than the amount you would have got at full retirement age. We do a lot of work in showing people how to maximize the benefit in that. Right. And I'm sure it's the furthest thing from your mind <laughs> right now, even as we speak. But um, And uh, there are benefits also for divorced people. Um, Medicare is kind of interesting. You know, there's a lot in the news lately about people saying Medicare should be for everybody. Yeah, whether you are, um, whether you've paid into the social security system or haven't paid into the social security system, um, and there's going to continue to be a lot of debate in this country. You know, some people call it socialism if you pay if everybody is on Medicare, but on the other hand, it's also uh, fairly ironic that the richest country in the world has so many people who are still struggling with yeah. medical bills. Mm-hmm. And um, medical bills, I would mention, uh, is the number one reason that people uh, go into bankruptcy. I would believe that. Even at my young age, I've had yep. to pay a lot in medical bills. Yep, it's amazing, isn't it? Well, 
A woman named Ella Harris once said, a retired husband is often a wife's full-time job. <laughs> so think about that. Um, I know of one situation where uh, a couple retired and they looked like they had the perfect life. This is sort of a dark story. So Okay, I'm laugh. ready. I'm ready you for it. You don't have to laugh at this one. And they kept sending pictures from Florida and... Uh, showing them in kayaks and having a good time and on the golf course and so forth. And about four months ago, what people didn't realize, they really didn't have a good marriage. And we have some secondhand information as to what transpired, but basically they had another major fight, and the wife owned a gun, and the husband took the gun and shot the wife and then shot oh, himself. Wow. Jeez. So that's a horrible situation. Um Nothing is worth that. And I, I've said to the people, because I know some of the people involved, gosh, why don't you just separate or get divorced or do something yeah. if you're going to be in that kind of a situation? Mm -hmm. But the fact is that if you've lived your whole career with not being together during the daytime, how do you cope with getting together on a full-time basis That's afterwards? True. So maybe you have to have some other kinds of interest when you uh, retire. Um, but coming back quickly to Medicare, we've got a lot of information in the, in the office on Medicare, and we're happy to uh, share that. Uh, we've done some specialized training recently. We're having some discussion about whether we want to offer a supplement insurance right. through one of the insurance agencies. But you have to take some steps to make sure that you're going to protect yourself from um, medical costs. It stands to reason that when you get older um, – you're going to have more medical things to worry about, whether it's surgeries or issues that come up with normal aging. But you need to figure out how you're going to protect yourself. Medicare does not cover everything. It's sort of like a base level of insurance program for people mm -hmm. 65 and older. Um, Social Security was never designed to be a program to support you fully in retirement. A lot of people think that it is but it's typically not going to be enough to live on right. all by itself. Well, Medicare is very similar. So for most people, you need to have some kind of a Medicare Advantage plan or Medicare Supplement plan. And if you don't have that, you're really going to get burned uh, on health care costs. So another reason to think about having a richer retirement is you got to pay for some kind of health insurance. Right. Uh, even routine procedures are ridiculous. Now, Trevor, you just mentioned that you've had some medical expenses. Mm -hmm. We won't go into what your medical issues are. Um, oh, it's it's fine. It's uh, I had I tore my ACL, so I had to really deal with that for almost a year, mm -hmm. and it was expensive, even with insurance. Yep, even the out of pocket costs are expensive. Yeah. Well, today you can't really afford to work someplace if you don't have health insurance. Um, and you can't afford to retire if you don't have health insurance. Mm -hmm. And um, But it is expensive. I have um, Medicare, and I also have a Medicare supplement policy. I have Harvard Pilgrim's Stride for my policy. And it costs me about $150 a month roughly for that. Mm -hmm. But when I've had some recent surgeries like carpal tunnel and things like that, and I, I see the medical bills afterwards, and I see what the insurance company has paid, and I think, holy cow, you know, $9,000 to have your wrist right. operated on. And if you didn't have insurance, 
I mean, you'd go bust immediately. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you change jobs, do you think you should change or roll over a four hundred one k plan? That is a good question. Uh, I would say that you would do that. Yes. Okay. Good answer. Um, and the reason is um, you have a lot more options. Mm-hmm. So when you retire, don't leave the money in a 401k plan or a 403b plan. Um, it's much more difficult to do something like a stretch IRA for children. And you have a lot more investment options. So you don't want to keep your money in a company plan when you retire. And um, George Bernard Shaw, do you know who George Bernard Shaw is? I've heard of him. I'm not aware of what he's known for. That's right. You majored in computers and all that kind of stuff, media. Mm -hmm. So I majored in English literature. Okay. Um, He was a famous writer. He wrote plays mostly. Um, But I'm not sure if he was English or Irish. I think he might have been Irish. He said, you don't stop laughing when you grow old. You grow old when you stop laughing. I've heard that quote before. Have you? Yeah, I I agree with that. So that's that's, uh, George Bernard Shaw. Okay. We're going to do a little book of quotations fairly soon. We'll, we'll put that out. Um, we're going to come back in just a minute, but I want to talk about some things relating to investing and taxes and things like that that you really ought to think about in order to have a better retirement. Retirement isn't simply I'm going to get my Social Security and then I've got this money and that's all I need to know. It's really a lot more complicated than that. When we come back after a short break uh, – Trevor's going to sing a song for us. No, I'm just kidding. But we'll be right back. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. Today we're talking about some 50 steps to a richer retirement. If you don't plan, if you don't really think about what kind of a retirement you want to have, then you're just going to continue working. Or you're going to find that you must continue having a part-time job. And I've seen people that have retired, but then they had a part-time job, and then they felt that they couldn't keep up physically in the part-time job. I have a number of people in that in that uh, category. I see people right now who have enough money that they've accumulated that they don't even need to take their regular retirement income, and they just bank it all. I have clients out in the Rochester area that don't take their minimum distribution from their IRAs because they don't need the money. So, as you know, you must take it as far as the IRS is concerned. But what they do is they divert the money directly into a charity. And they don't get a charitable deduction for that. Mm -hmm. But neither do they have to pick up the income from the IRA distribution. So they don't need the money. Uh, It's there. They're able to do something wonderful that is important to them by giving it to charity. So they're Every situation you can possibly imagine. One of the things that I can tell you for certainty is that nobody gets it 100% right. I haven't seen anybody yet that has the perfect plan laid out and and there's something that they're not doing. I see people sometimes that will have a few hundred thousand dollars sitting in a bank account making no interest and they're actually losing money because the rate of inflation is higher. Right. So I'll say, yep, it's good to have a reserve, but now you've got too much in reserve, so make some of the money work for you. Then I see people that just don't need the money, and I, I met with some people just the last couple of days uh, down in the Cape, and um, 
They have more than enough money coming in for retirement, which is unusual. Most people don't. And I said, okay, so then what's left over is going to go to your children. I said, you know, even though you're working with a different financial planner with what you're doing, uh, come in for a second opinion. I'll give you some other ideas because one of the things you could do is you could take some of that money that you really don't need coming in and why don't you leverage it with life insurance and create an even bigger benefit for your family. You can create an even larger inheritance for your kids or you could leave more money for charity. Mm -hmm. And we've done that with so many people. So a big welcome back, first of all, to Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams is the digital marketing coordinator for USA Wealth Group. Right. He's really a pretty smart guy. I try. <laughs> and, uh, is this the first time I've told you that? Um, I think you've actually told my dad that before. I did. That's right. Your dad <laughs> came in the office. And then he said, don't let me hear that too many times. <laughs> It'll go right to my head. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. But, you know, I think it's important. Um, do you know who Fred Rogers is? This is a test today. We're going to test um, you. I do not know who Fred Rogers is. Did you ever watch um, Sesame Street? I did, yeah. Did you ever watch Mr. Rogers on television? I did. Mr. Rogers okay, is Fred so Rogers. Was, I just didn't know his first name. Some people think that I look like Mr. Rogers sometimes. <laughs> I don't really see it. Yeah, Fred Rogers. Well, Fred Rogers said, often when you think you're at the end of something, you're at the beginning of something else. Mm, I like that one. He had a lot of good wisdom as well. Yeah. But uh, I liked Mr. Rogers. I liked him more in retrospect. I always thought... Uh, in hindsight, I always thought he was really corny, mm -hmm. but he was a, really a great peacemaker yeah. in this world. I've heard a lot of like nice things about things he's done just out in public. Like mm. I can't think of any specific examples, but I know he's a very humanitarian kind of person. There was a, a, a made-for-TV movie recently. It might have been made by Netflix or one of the companies, but there's a movie out there about his uh, his work and what mm -hmm. he did. And he really was a fascinating guy. I have a lot more respect for him now that I've learned more about him than I did before. So I told you before I had some other quotations from Joe Jesus. Yeah. Joe Jesus is a, a fixture. He's a monument in the community. He's done lots of wonderful things for lots of people. He's a very giving man. So here's a quotation from Joe Jesus that I wrote down. Never forget where you came from. Because the toes you step on, step on going up the ladder are the butts you kiss going down the ladder. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not sure if that's original to Joe, but <laughs> it was a good expression that came right out of his mouth. So thank you, Joe Jesus, for enlivening our show a little bit this morning. And um, at the end of the day today, I'm going to give you a quotation from Winston Churchill that is also one of my favorites. So when it comes time for investing um, – before you invest, you have to save because you have to have something to invest. So the first thing you do is create a budget and have a little sense of discipline about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. The second thing that you need to do then is to start paying yourself some money first. Pay yourself first and put some money aside. Mm -hmm. And then when you've been able to accumulate a little bit, then you can start investing. But you have to have something to start right. investing. So save first. Um, Look into Roth IRAs. Um, a Roth IRA is money that you don't get a tax deduction for when you put into it, but you don't have to pay a nickel in income taxes when you take the money out later. Oh, yeah. That's so good. So I would say, Trevor, even at your age, 
when you're ready to start putting money into an IRA account, you mm-hmm. might even look into putting money into a Roth IRA account. Yeah, I actually have a friend who already has a lot of money in a Roth. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely kind of pressured me into doing it as well. Well, one of the other reasons to think about that is because there's some discussion that at some point in time, this country might eliminate the ability to do Roth IRAs. Mm-hmm. They won't be able to grandfather it and get rid of the old ones that have been done. But I think we've now reached, I think, $23 trillion deficit. Right. Um, I've read recently and heard recently, I think we've gone up another uh, $1 or $2 trillion just since the current administration started. Wow. And this is your future. And how do you pay for it? How do you pay for a massive deficit? Well, you either really drastically reduce spending. We don't have any history of that in this country. Right. Or you allow more people to come into the country thinking immigration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm suggesting legal immigration, right. by the way. Um, and that creates a larger market to sell goods and services to. And creates more taxpayers and more tax revenue, um, or you have to raise taxes. Mm-hmm. So, which is it likely to be in the current environment? Right, it's, it's hard to tell. But, anyways, um, yes, Trevor, I would strongly recommend you look into Roth IRAs mm-hmm. as well. Okay, Roth conversions are a little bit different um, because there's a tax liability if you take a an existing traditional IRA and convert it into a Roth. You got to pay the taxes on it. But, you know, there are some things that we recommend for some people and some we don't recommend for some people. So at your age, when you're ready to start investing, um, mutual funds are not a bad way to do it Mm -hmm. because you can put money into a mutual fund and you can just look at it from time to time. But you don't have to have it – you don't have to do anything actively to manage it. Right. Somebody's managing it for you. That's helpful. Yep. And then later when you learn more about investments, then you can go ahead and – and um, you know, decide to do individual investing for yourself. Um, do you file income tax returns? I do. Good. Mm-hmm. So, I actually just got my tax return uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I like to get it out of the way early in the year. So I'm not going to ask you what you did with your tax return mm-hmm. or tax refund. You get? Did you get a refund? I did. Good. So I'm not going to embarrass you on the air because we haven't talked about this ahead of time. Of <laughs> What do, what do most people do when they get their tax refund? I suspect they spend it. That's what I feel like. I don't spend mine usually. Good. I try to save it. Good. Sometimes I'll use it to pay off debt that I have, like credit card debt mm-hmm. or student loans. But yep. I try to – I split it up a little bit, save some, pay some. All right. So at least you're thinking about the process of what you're doing with that. Right. You're not just going out on a crazy weekend or something. Yeah. Like I have friends who – once they get their tax return, it's just an excuse to spend so much money. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, that's what most people in this country do. Mm-hmm. And um, But if you have enough discipline to think about what you're going to do with that money and put part of it aside for savings, that's how you're going to get ahead. Right. And you know maybe you want to take a real vacation or go on a cruise or something sometime and Rather than put it on a credit card, you might have had money saved for that. Exactly. Well, okay. Um, Now, at your age, uh, age of 24, uh, we typically don't recommend that you buy buy an annuity contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, We like to see that for people who are a little bit older, usually people who are about 40 and older. 
um, but it's something that you'll want to look at at some point in time. So have you ever put money into um, a certificate of deposit or a CD? I haven't. I've thought about it. Um, I just never got around to doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So today the best rates are on uh, anything from an 18-month CD to a five-year CD. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend typically that people don't get into five-year CDs unless they really have absolutely no use for the money. Okay. Because if rates go up, then you're going to be losing money. Right. So if you're looking at CDs ever, when you take money, maybe you've got $1,000 and say, well, I'm making you know, a quarter of 1% in the bank account in my savings account, which mm-hmm. is nothing. Yeah, uh, Bank of America has very low rates for me with that. Okay. I don't know the name of that bank, so we won't talk about names of banks. Okay. There. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's not just uh, BOA, it's all the banks right. uh, are, are low. I've seen rates even recently as low as uh, five one-hundredths of one percent, yeah. like five cents on a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, that's insulting. It really is, yeah. But if you get $1,000, you might look into putting it into a CD or maybe even a $500 CD mm-hmm. and do it for a year or for 18 months, and you're going to make more money than a savings account. So that can be good to do. But um, <clears throat> so uh, taxes. So you're filing tax returns. You know you're paying taxes. And it's important to pay taxes because um, that's what supports our country. We have to do right. that. But um, did you ever hear of C.S. Lewis? Yeah, I've heard of him. Okay, another writer. C.S. Lewis once said, you're never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. Yeah. And you're doing some really interesting things right now. Tell me about your podcasting because I was really fascinated about that. Okay. Uh, well, I started doing a podcast because originally I would hear stories that my friends were telling and I would want to animate them. Um, and the easiest way to capture them is in a natural conversation. And the easiest way to trick my friends into talking on microphone is to have a podcast. Okay. So I started so, doing that. Just explain what is a podcast. So a podcast is essentially a radio show that you just post on the internet, and okay. you can listen through your phone. Um, you can listen on uh, the website that it's on. There's a bunch of different ways to listen to it. And do they have to be at specific stated times? Like you have to tune in at twelve o'clock on Tuesday to listen to the podcast? Uh, no. So the cool thing about podcasts is that you can listen at your leisure. So whenever you have time, you can just turn one on and just listen to it you can listen in your car that's actually what i do i usually listen to a podcast on the way to work mm-hmm. um my also favorite thing to do is do chores and listen to a podcast like do work around the house you're a strange guy <laughs> <laughs> now that's interesting the one thing that i'm observing here because i am a student of, of people as well is that as you're talking about this, you're becoming very animated. Yeah. This interests you. This excites yeah, you. Yeah, I'm pretty passionate about podcasts. Good. Well, I'm passionate about Mark Twain, <laughs> even though he's no longer with us. Mark Twain once said, age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, I like Mark Twain. Mark Twain was um, ahead of his time. He was considered scandalous in his age. <laughs> he said things that were considered outrageous. Right. But um, So podcasting is fun for you. It is, yeah. I have a lot of fun. Uh, well, it's also a comedy podcast, so we usually just sit around laughing for most of the episode. 
Okay. And then I edit it later and add a bunch of extra funny stuff. So I have to know, is is it clean humor or is it dirty humor? It is not. It's very inappropriate. Very inappropriate. Not <laughs> suitable for public radio? No, I would not recommend it on public radio. Okay. So everybody's probably now dying to know how to find your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe we'll we'll have to share a link or something. Or, okay. Um, it's called the TuneIn Podcast. Okay. But I highly... Uh, Viewer discretion is definitely advised. Okay. Well, you're a man after my own heart because that's where my humor tends to go. <laughs> okay. In the gutter. <laughs> I just have such constraint when I'm talking on WBSM because there's some things you just can't say in the air. Right. Right? Because mm-hmm. what happens? The FCC comes down on you for one thing. Yeah. But so, no, we'll we'll uh, we'll continue to be gracious on the air. Um. One of the things we tell people to watch out for in retirement is watch out for investment scams or retirement scams. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while you hear about them on the television, for example. Um, somebody will call up a little old lady and say, your grandson has been arrested. He's in a jail in Mexico. And if you don't send $5,000 down, they're going to keep him there. They're not really feeding him. Right. And grandma runs down to the bank and pulls out $5,000 and gets a gift card and somebody comes and meets her. This is happening right now, mm-hmm. every single day. Don't fall for that. You know, make some calls, call the parent. But don't fall for investment scams either. If you have questions about anything that you're thinking about doing, give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508 998 How about cybersecurity? Um can, uh, do you ever look at cyber theft and cybersecurity, Trevor? Um, not so much. It's a little bit outside of my range of computer knowledge. But I do know the basics, which is um, definitely have some sort of antivirus. You need to do uh, mm-hmm. scans. I recommend at least once a week, but some people might even recommend once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of ads that are kind of like false ads on the web page so you have to be really careful what you click on when you're on a website because they'll just take you to um, a site that makes you think you need to download something and then you download it and then you infected your computer mm. and then you have a real problem yeah well trevor has a lot of interesting skills and besides his podcasting and a lot of interesting uh, things to talk about. If you have questions about cybersecurity, if you have questions about um, how to find his podcast, uh, give him a call at 508-998-8858. He'll answer your questions. Definitely. How many people do you think listen to your podcast? Can you track that? Um, I can track that. Right now, um, the the numbers fluctuate because there's no definite way of knowing, but the rough numbers are about 50 Okay, good. So nothing crazy, but it's on the uprise. Well, I haven't listed, listened yet, but I'm uh, planning to do that. So if you think you have a problem, uh, we've got a very good uh, district attorney's office uh, as well, and uh, they'd be happy to talk to you. Call the local district attorney's office. They have a very active department dealing with uh, elderly fraud and elder financial abuse and elder abuse. Give them a call anytime. They'll be happy to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, part-time work. A lot of people work in um, part-time jobs. I remember um, somebody in a retirement business had an ad 
with a little old lady that was about 85 years old in a Girl Scout uniform, and she had a box of Girl Scout cookies, and she was at a doorbell ringing the doorbell. And the caption was, how do you plan to support yourself in your retirement? And they had this little old lady selling Girl Scout cookies. Oh, I think I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing that concerns us all the time. We can talk to you about part-time jobs. or you know, The job market is a little tight right now, and there are lots of opportunities for employment if you want to work part-time. And do something that uh, is in your field or right. something even that's not your field. Here's another way to have a good retirement. Um, make learning a lifelong pursuit. Mm, yeah. Um, I've always enjoyed learning as much as I can. I take courses all the time. I study taxes, unfortunately, too much. <laughs> but I take I do a lot of tax study every single year. And um, I went back after law school to get a master's degree in taxation, mm-hmm. uh, tax law. And, um, you know, they're things that interest me. But I have many interests. You probably do too, I suspect. Yeah, I uh, am constantly trying to learn new things. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that I don't know how to do, I'll just look it up on the internet. And there's almost always a YouTube video on how to do something. Well, your generation is totally different than my generation was. Yeah. You know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday. When I grew up um, as a kid, I was in North Carolina. And... I can remember vividly our very first television when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It had a round screen, and the console was as big as a jukebox, <laughs> if you know what a jukebox is. I do. But it had a round screen. It was probably 12 inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. It was only black and white. And on Saturday nights, we got exactly two television stations, and, wow. they, and they both played country music. <laughs> so you had no choice. You could watch country music A or country music B. Mm-hmm. Of course, one was the Grand Ole Opry, so that's what I grew up on. Um, where to retire? Uh, I talked to a family member just yesterday morning. He's retired from a utility company in Worcester, and he spends three or four months in Florida. They bought a condo down there. Um, it's not necessarily what I would like to do with my life, but mm-hmm. that's what he does. So a lot of people move to Florida. But you have to think about what's the cost of it, Right. what's the trade-off. Are you going to be farther away from your favorite medical team, your medical doctors? Are you going to be further away from your family? And again, we've got some good guidelines to help you take a look at some of that material. But selling the family house is something that we do a lot of. We see people who either pass away and we help the family members sell the house or Alternatively, we see people who are just looking for uh, downsizing, looking for a smaller house. Mm -hmm. So you need to look at that carefully. And, again, we've got a lot of experience and can help guide you through that process if you want to. Don't overlook maybe challenging your property tax bill because sometimes you're being taxed more than what you should be. There are deadlines for doing that, though. Um, Think about the pros and cons of whether you should pay off your mortgage or not pay off your mortgage. Sometimes it's a good idea, sometimes it's not. And again, Mm -hmm. we look at your budget first, and it's a case-by-case discussion about is that the best thing for you. I have people all the time that will say, well, I'm thinking of cashing up my IRA so I can pay off my mortgage. That's not necessarily the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. Your IRA is continuing to grow tax-deferred until you take money out of it. Right. Um, There's a Roman philosopher, and this goes back a couple of thousand years, 
Cato, C-A-T-O, who said, cessation of work is not accompanied by cessation of expenses. Mm-hmm. So even going back, you know, several thousand years in history, people are thinking about these kinds of right, things. Right, yeah. So one of my last quotations I want to give before we end our show today is from Tennessee Williams. So here's another stump the stars moment for Trevor Williams. I do know who Tennessee Williams is. Oh, good. Yeah. He's a playwright. Yep. A very famous American playwright. You can be young without money, but you can't be old without it. Mm-hmm. And that's true. I mean, you can get by if you're young. You can go, you know, crash and move in with somebody else if you had to. You can get by. Right. Not so easy when you get old. So we can help you with all of this. Be happy to give you some reprints of the things that we talk about on the air. Mostly I want to say that uh, I'm really glad to have Trevor Williams working in our office as part of our team. I'm glad um, to be here. And I'm really glad to have you on the radio today. And I think what we'll do is we'll have you design a future show. Okay. You'll be the guest on the show, but you'll be the lead uh, person on the show. Okay. That's an interesting concept. Yep. When we uh, celebrated our fifth or sixth anniversary on the radio, we had everybody in the office come in. We had <laughs> everybody say something. It's kind of fun. The studio got yeah. a little bit warm. But I want to leave you today with one final quotation from Winston Churchill, one of my favorite guys. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Yeah, definitely. This is a quotation that was on the wall of my church that I wrote down. I liked it. So thank you for listening. Trevor, thank you for being on the radio. You're a natural. (laughs) Thanks. You're you're a pro. I try. You'll be back. That's good to hear. I want to be back. Have a good Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good Sunday.